everyone. Welcome to Season Saviors. I'm Ian Whitfield, joined here once again by Shane Riley. Shane, how are you today? You know, I'm doing fantastic, knowing that I, you know, just took your undefeated fantasy team down, so it uh, feels great. I mean, it was a weird week all around, including NFL, not just fantasy football, where I somehow lost to Shane, even though I have the greatest fantasy team ever assembled in that league. But That's the true. Bills, The Bills going from 0-2 to barely showing that they have any defense to then beating the Vikings on the road 27-6, and the Browns winning their first game. So, I mean, craziness all around the league. We have Ryan Fitzpatrick setting an NFL record as the first quarterback to throw for 400 yards in three straight games. I'm super excited to see what we have for the rest of the season here, and I think we're going to start right with um, start, start him and sit him. You ready, Shane? Absolutely. I would like to take the, the first guy, and I'm going to go ahead and go with Allen Robinson, you know, uh, playing the Buccaneers. Uh, this team... Uh, gives up a lot of fantasy points to both QBs and uh, and receivers. A lot of shootouts with this team, you know, like Juju Smith-Schuster last week, 30-27. I mean, that first week against the Saints, Buccaneers defense is, I mean, they lost Chris Conti to that insane stiff arm from Vance McDonald. Uh, Actually I'll, out for the season now because of that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's crazy. Uh, their secondary just isn't good, and I just, uh, the second Allen Robinson gets his first touchdown of the season, I believe they're going to look to him more and more. I mean, he's got the receptions, he's got the yards, but I, as soon as he gets that touchdown, it's going to be a monster week for this guy. I love it. Yeah, I sure hope you're right because I have him in numerous leagues. My first start, the quarterback for Allen Robinson, uh, Mitchell Trubisky. He's obviously a part of the Chicago Bears, as we just mentioned. I know he hasn't played up to his potential yet, in my opinion. I mean, he came into the season with a lot of hype around him because he would He'd worked really hard in the offseason, and he had a good, a decent end of the season last year, and now he's coming in as a second-year quarterback, but he really hasn't shown that much so far. But now he's going against the literally the worst passing defense in the NFL. Not only are they the worst passing defense, as you mentioned, hit by in, hit by the injury bug, and now, they have, now they've given up over 1,000 yards passing so far this season, 1,088 to be exact, most in the NFL, and they've only recorded one interception all season. So don't be afraid of Trubisky maybe having a lot of turnovers in this game because... The Buccaneers have been involved in shootouts so far this season, and only shootouts. So there's no reason to believe the Bears wouldn't be a part of that. So Trubisky should have a lot of passing attempts, a lot of uh, red zone opportunities, and I think he could go well over 22 points this year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, jumping right into my second guy, uh, sticking with my wide receiver theme, uh, Jarvis Landry versus Oakland. Uh, Josh Gordon completely out of the picture. Uh, you know, gets cut, traded, actually traded, sorry, uh, to New England, and. You know, Baker Mayfield steps up as a starting QB after Tyrod, you know, out of the picture right now. Uh, Baker did great in his, you know, first real test. So we'll see how the second test is. I mean, playing Oakland, who's 0-3, they, they have not looked good, losing Cleo Mack and Jarvis Landry finally getting to be the number one. I think this is a great chance for you to start Jarvis Landry if he's on your bench. Yeah, I think that Baker Mayfield's going to bring out the best in all of Cleveland right now. Just because, like, that, like fighting spirit that he brings to the team. I think he's going to bring, he's already made Jarvis Landry better in last week's game. Not only that, he's bringing pieces like Carlos Hyde and Njoku, bringing them back to life. Because Carlos Hyde is currently ranked as a top 10 running back. And if you were lucky enough, like I picked him in numerous leagues, thank God. But he's a top 10 running back and he put up 24 points last week. And he's getting lots of carries because now the Browns are actually in games. So they can use him as a goal line back. They can use him in the passing game because he's actually averaging good receptions too. So I'm excited. I think I 100% agree with the Jarvis Landry pick right there. Um, I'm going to go on to my second stardom, Chris Carson, running back for the Seattle Seahawks. 
I know at the beginning of the season, there was a lot of question marks around the Seahawks backfield with Rashad Penny getting drafted, the um, second running back off the board behind Saquon Barkley. Um, He's one of the, Chris Carson is currently one of the most intriguing running backs in football. He had 32 rushing attempts last week for 102 yards and a touchdown. 32 rushing attempts. Not to mention the fact he had three, four receptions also. So they want to use him. They want to make him the workhorse, clearly, is what they just shown. Because they have lost some kind of faith in Rashad Penny right now. I'm sure later on in the season or for maybe even next year, maybe kind of sooner than later, but Rashad Penny will come back. But for the time being, Chris Carson's their number one back. He's getting carries all around. And now they play a Arizona team that is just, they've allowed the fourth most rushing yards in the league and the most rushing touchdowns in the NFL. And not only, Arizona is not good. So the Seahawks are going to go up early. They're going to go up often. They're just going to keep getting Carson carries. And their O-line looked really good last week against the Cowboys. So I, I really like the way that uh, Chris Carson shapes up this week. I think he could easily go north of 20 points. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Rashad Penny looks like he's out of the picture right now. He's going to have to earn his way back. This is Chris Carson's job. I love mm-hmm. that call. Uh, you know, I'm going to ride the Seattle train this week. Tyler Lockett, uh, I believe he had a touchdown in uh, the previous two weeks, if not all weeks so far this season. But uh, playing Arizona, that defense is just not look good. You know, Patrick Peterson, but that's about it. Uh Lockett also returns punts, which is an added bonus to the guy. Uh, he's a really solid guy. I think Seattle's starting to get going, and uh, we know what this team has been able to do in the past. And it usually starts with the running game, and now that they have a, they've solidified that spot, I believe. Uh, expect even more production from Tyler Lockett this week. Yeah, they lead the league in interceptions with seven. And what's it? Earl, Earl Thomas is averaging an interception a game, which is ridiculous. So they, they're starting to shape up a little bit. Um, Giovanni Bernard, running back for the Cincinnati Bengals. As probably many of you know, Joe Mixon's been out now for one, two weeks, two weeks, two of his four weeks, I believe. With a, he's had to get surgery. He's out for four weeks because he tore something in his um, elbow or arm, I think. Right. This will be his, this will be his second week out. As this well. is this will be a second week. Yeah. So he's now out for up to four weeks, and Giovanni Bernard is coming in as the featured back, and he took advantage of it last week. Nineteen point five fantasy points against a solid Carolina defense, which I'm sorry, Shane, I know uh, as a Carolina fan. But, you know, two and one. Two and one. <laughs> Good. That's impressive. I mean, you can't really argue with that. But he had five yards per carry and a touchdown, not to mention the fact he was a factor in the passing game as well with five receptions. So if you're playing PPR, like we are in our teacher student league, but he's just going to keep adding more fantasy points on. And now he's going to play Atlanta, which they'll face a rushing defense that has allowed the second most yards per carry in the NFL, while also allowing the second most rushing touchdowns. Even in a game where the Bengals might be behind, I think he's still going to get a goal, a couple goal line looks right here in this game, and I think he's going to average some receptions too, and get because the Bengals are probably going to be down to Atlanta. I mean, that's also not a definitive, but if that's not the case, then he's going to get more carries. I really like Giovanni Bernard this week. They don't seem to be wanting to give any other running backs a chance in this offense, and until Joe Mixon gets back, I think Giovanni Bernard is a running back one or low running back one, high running back two. So I think that's a great start this week against them. Yeah. So. Uh... Got the stardoms out of the way. Let's go ahead and move on to the sit-ums. Uh, actually, kind of breaks my heart to say this, but I have George Kittle on my sit-ums. This is a guy that I thought very highly of going into the season, and the fact that he lost Jimmy Garoppolo as his quarterback is just heartbreaking to me. Torn ACL, done for the year. Um, George Kittle had, didn't have the production that he that he could, couldn't keep up the pace. Uh, week one had a great stat line, but uh, week two and three not as impressive. Uh, you know, they're playing the Chargers, safeties like Derwin James, uh, linebackers like Melvin Ingram. They pick up tight ends, and I really like 
the Chargers' defense this year, and I don't think having C.J. Beathard as your quarterback is really going to boost... Uh, yeah, that's not going to boost anything. <laughs> so Kittle's the no-go for me this week. Oh, uh, yeah, C.J. Beathard, um, when when he's been the quarterback for the 49ers, his team, on, team that he plays with has only averaged 14 points per game, which is remarkably lower than the 27 points per game that Jimmy Garoppolo averages when he's the starting quarterback. So that's that. But I actually... I just want to uh, talk about uh, George Kittle here for a second. I, I agree with you that they shouldn't start him against the Chargers, but I would not be afraid of him in the future, in my opinion. C.J. Beathard, obviously being, he's not a new quarterback to the league, but he's still, he's a backup, right? So he doesn't want to do anything too phenomenal, come in, and he doesn't want, he's not trying to win the MVP right here. He's just trying to get his job done, um, just get a few points on the board, throw a couple touchdowns and 200 yards, nothing special. But what they are looking for is they're looking for that tight end, a safety valve, a big option that he can't really miss. So, I mean, people like Marquise Goodwin or, or other um, wide receivers on the 49ers might be affected, but I think George Kittle's production may stay the same, if not increase a little bit, because the 49ers or C.J. Beathard is going to want to find his big target just to get confidence in himself, even early on here. I mean, later down the line, he might start looking at wide receivers a little more as he's going to be the quarterback now for the rest of the year. But I think Kittle's production next week, obviously, I agree with the Sid because the Chargers defense is very good. I think in the future, you don't need to be afraid of Kittle. Yeah, that's definitely a really good point. Guys like uh, Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. I mean, using slot receivers like Chris Godwin and uh, tight ends, the tight end they have out out of Alabama. O.J. Howard. Yeah. Uh, Starts off there, and then they eventually get to the comfortable, and they start throwing to the other guys. I think that's a great point. But, you know, this matchup is just not one that Kittle's going to come out on top of. Yeah, I agree with that. Um. My first start, uh, do not start of the week is Quincy Enua. <laughs> Enua? I get en- that right? Enunua. Enunua. New York Jets wide receiver. Last week I had him as one of my waiver wire pickups, and he's he's honestly one of my favorite wide receivers on the uh, board right now, as not one of the top tier, like kind of like a wide receiver two kind of guy. I actually have just traded for him in one of my other leagues that I'm in because I just like him that much. And I think he's a very valuable piece if you can get your hands on him. He's not that available in free agency anymore, but he's the Jets wide receiver one. And he's a great pickup if you need someone to uh, either replace like a flex player if you had like a Marquise Goodwin or something like that who now follow injury to the C.J. Beathard having to come in for Jimmy Garoppolo. But the reason I say do not start Quincy this week is he's he might be the Jets' number one receiver, but he's playing Jalen Ramsey and the Jaguars. And every single week we typically pick a wide, re- or wide receiver that's going against the Jaguars. And it's just common sense. The Jaguars have allowed the third least amount of passing yards this season and have only allowed two passing touchdowns, one in garbage time to the Patriots, as I mentioned last week. I don't think he's going to get nearly enough targets because if you're a rookie quarterback like Sam Darnold, do you want to throw towards Jalen Ramsey? No. I mean, you want to stay away from him. So I think Enua is a good player, and I think he's going to have a great future as a Jets wide receiver here for at least the rest of the season as Darnold's settling in because he's obviously his favorite target but not this week versus a well-oiled Saxonville defense. I, I They have to stay away from that. Oh, absolutely. That defense is, something, is a force to be reckoned with. I mean, my next sit is uh, kind of a no-brainer for me. Uh, Kurt Cousins, I actually have him in our student-teacher fantasy league, and uh, I, in fact, benched him for Phillip Rivers, which is very interesting. Uh, it's a short week for him after coming off that horrible loss to the Bills. I mean... Yeah, I mean, we're Super Bowl bound, so, I mean, say what you want, but sure. I mean, it just wasn't a good performance for him at all. I think he had, what, two fumbles, maybe an interception, and now he's going against if uh, top two, not if the best, uh, Rams defense. This, you know, they got guys up front like Ndamukong Sue 
and Sam, uh, not Sam Darnold, uh, Aaron Donald. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, Sam Darnold on the defensive line would be interesting. I I don't know what's going on with Marcus Peters and Aqib Tlaib, but I still don't like the short week and you know what's going on with uh, Dalvin Cook. So, um, you know, Stefan Diggs did absolutely nothing. Uh, just it's hard to play Thursday night competitively. It's usually you kind of are worried about your big guys going on Thursday night. This isn't something for Kirk Cousins, and if you have a, a solid backup, I'd go ahead and go with him over Kirk Cousins in yeah, week four. Yeah, you could look at Baker Mayfield on the way of the wire. I mean, he's looked really good. Um, my second sit for the week, actually two people, which is the first time I've ever done this in my almost year and a half now of writing for the uh, fantasy football talk, but Deion Lewis and Derrick Henry, the running backs for Tennessee Titans, they go against the Eagles this week, and the Titans' offense is just absolutely tragic. They're just not good to begin with. And the fact that the Eagles are arguably the best running defense in the NFL, they've they've given up the least amount of rushing yards and only one rushing touchdown all season. How I don't know how you can start Derrick Henry or Deion Lewis with confidence thinking that they could actually go out and maybe even go over six fantasy points this week. I don't think any of them will get in the end zone, um, especially not um, Derrick Henry as he's He's just having a horrible year. Can't go over six points to save his life so far. He's only a top 50 running back, and I feel bad for anyone that drafted him because he was a fourth round on the board. So that's a really tragic pick. But, I mean, if you have Deion Lewis, he's a little better of a start this week. Still doesn't get the amount of carries that Derrick Henry gets. More of a passing game back, so they might use him a little bit more as they're probably going to be losing to the Eagles. But I, I have a little more comfortableness with Deion Lewis, but both of them I think you can't start him. It, like, with confidence this week against the Eagles that are just such a good team. Oh, absolutely. Their offense has looked uh, poor, and you don't know what's going on with Mariota and stuff like that. So I guess we'll see what's going to happen with them. Uh, both of them splitting time, you know, Deion Lewis being the better better of the two with uh, being able to receive in PPR. You know, I'll just go ahead and finish it out with my last sit I have Ryan Fitzpatrick. This may be a, a surprise to hear, considering how well he's uh, been doing. But, you know, they haven't even announced their starter yet, whether it's Ryan Fitzpatrick or Jameson Winston, James Winston. Uh, I mean, we imagine it'll be Fitzpatrick. But he's going against the Bears, and more importantly, he's going against Khalil Mack. This guy is an absolute tank. You know, he's had a sack and a fumble in every game so far. And it's uh, it's been pretty fun to watch this guy. I mean, I'm sure Oakland's pretty sad giving him away, and the Bears, you know, the Bears are probably very happy getting him, uh, especially since they have him for long term, you know, five, six years. And... Uh, I just don't like the matchup. Uh, Bears defense has been very good, and Fitzpatrick uh, actually had a little bit of turnover problems, but, you know, three interceptions, I think he might have fumbled. Uh, it was just not a good game. I mean, it was a good fourth quarter, but the first three quarters against the Steelers was not one not one that you want to see from this guy. I believe he's going to eventually fall off, and I believe this week is one time that it's going to start. Yeah, I 100% agree with you on that. Um, here, I have Larry Fitzgerald, wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals. Future Hall of Famer, obviously. Fitzgerald's only saving grace this week may be the amount of targets he gets. He's playing the Seahawks, who have, are only one of eight teams to allow under seven yards per um, catch this season, which and leads the NFL in interceptions with seven, two more than the clo- next closest, which is only at five, which is outrageous for the fact we've only played three games this season. But I think Josh Rosen at quarterback... Not, I mean, he's going to want to find Larry Fitzgerald, but I think he's going to be strapped up by the Seahawks' defense. I think that Josh Rosen's going to have a lot of interceptions, especially with how good the Seahawks have shown at being able to 
force interceptions. I think it's going to keep him off the field a lot. And I don't think Larry Fitzgerald's going to get that many looks. I I don't think he's a solid play this week at all. I think you could actually see more catches from like a wide receiver like Christian Kirk this week or something like that for Arizona, just based on the fact that they're just, I feel like the Seahawks are going to strap up on Larry Fitzgerald and not going to let him um, get any receptions or any looks this um, against the Seahawks team. Yeah, I, see, I feel like uh, most of their actually passing offense is going to come through David Johnson. He has some screens, mm-hmm. some short game, try to get some confidence into Rosen. But, I mean, if you want to go and go and uh, do your waiver wire pickups. Yeah, so we're going to jump right in with the waiver wire pickups this week. It, the waiver wire has been was kind of uh, quiet this week, minus the fact Calvin Ridley. But I'd make him a waiver wire pickup, obviously, if you can get him. But he's having three touchdowns last week and has kind of slowly starting to cement himself as the wide receiver, too, in Atlanta. He's a great pickup, but he's also owned in, like, 70% of leagues right now. So, I mean, if you're one of those lucky leagues, obviously pick him up. But we have three different ones right here. We're going to start with Chris Godwin, who you mentioned earlier for uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's wide receiver on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Godwin has scored in every single game so far for the Bucs and has five-plus receptions in two straight games now. He's the second on his team in receptions and targets, which only behind Mike Evans, who's Pro Bowl level. I think that's phenomenal. And he's only owned in 40% of ESPN Fantasy Leagues. He's averaging 15.5 points per game. And I think he's a very solid wide receiver that you can use as a backup or even as a flex option if, say, you're stuck with Royce Freeman like I am in numerous leagues and he's kind of cemented himself now as the running back too. You could start him over him. Or if you had like a Larry Fitzgerald like I mentioned earlier, that's also another good person that you could um, start him over this week. Uh, My second waiver wire pickup, Jarvarius Buck Allen. Buck Allen is his uh, name that he goes by. Yep. Uh, running back for the Baltimore Ravens. He's not the feature back, obviously, Alex Collins is. He's going to get majority of the carries. But he's their passing down back, third down back. Um, whenever they're down in games, he's going to see maybe more time than Alex Collins in the backfield. He's ranked as a top 11 running back at the moment, and he's only on in 38% of leagues. He's has four touchdowns in three games, and he's averaging 15.5 points per game. He's getting lots of receptions, mainly as the Ravens have been losing a lot. So they don't want to use Alex Collins as much. He's not going to get the goal line carries and stuff. But if you want to start him as a flex or even a running back too, if you're really just stuck with some bad running backs, I think you can have the confidence in Buck Allen that he can do that. I mean, he's he's going to get rostered in a lot of leagues soon, especially the fact that he's a top 12 running back, top 11 running back. I mean, everyone's going to see that point uh, point ranking and they're going to want to get on him. So you might want to pick him up as soon as possible. And last but definitely not least, Baker Mayfield, quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. I know that he's not supposed to, or he only played one half of football and the other team didn't really have a game plan on him yet or anything like that. But he's arguably one of the most exciting fantasy football sleeper quarterbacks at the moment. I mean, in about a half of a football game, Mayfield stepped on the field and went 17 for 23, showed that crazy good accuracy that, that scouts were dying over with his arm power. He's put up 201 yards. That's 8.7 yards per um, attempt. He brought out the best in all his teammates, as I was talking about earlier, getting everyone on his team more points. I think anyone that is, has anyone in the Cleveland offense can start them comfortably, especially with Baker Mayfield as the starting quarterback. If you have anyone like uh, Cam Newton or Alex Smith that's on a bye this week, why not pick up Baker Mayfield and um, start him in place for uh, just one week? And then you have him as a solid backup, too. He's currently only owned in 35% of leagues and ESPN leagues, and I think he has a great future as a fantasy football quarterback. Oh, absolutely. I uh, I really like Baker Mayfield. I believe he can be the next savior of Cleveland. So. Oh, yeah, I think so. But now I mean, that LeBron's gone. <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, now we're going to get into the, uh, you know, the fantasy football league portion of the uh, 
the the podcast. So uh, we'll go ahead and get right into it. I mean, do I really even have to start it and say that I beat Ian this week? I mean, beat him uh, one hundred twenty six point seven to one hundred one hundred six point two, which uh, is a pretty low score there, buddy. So I mean, it was a rough week. Oh yeah, I mean, I had Kirk Cousins as my quarterback, and I still win. Uh, so. You know, I got great performances from Todd Gurley and uh, Will Fuller. Uh, you know, caught a, they got, each got a touchdown. Uh, you know, you were kind of let down by uh, Dan Bailey, who got zero points. Uh, Very Stephon Diggs, who had five in a BPR league, and four of those were from receptions. Uh, Carson Wentz only got you 11. I mean, you were carried by uh, Alvin Kamara, and really there's nothing you can say about this because uh, I won. So uh, let's, let's go ahead and move on to the next matchup. Uh uh, Miss Delisi versus Michael Godak. Uh, she wins 106.5 to 79. Uh, you know, Mike only scoring 80 points in a week. That's pretty bad. Uh, Going to be honest with you, she's carried by Juju Smith-Schuster and Tyler Lockett. I mean, Mike was really let down by uh, Derrick Henry, as you, we've mentioned in the podcast before, and Randall Cobb. You know, he has not been that impressive. Uh, biggest surprise of the week, Team DeMont actually wins a game. Uh that's surprising. <laughs> Insane. Uh, 139 to 137.4. Uh, he was carried by uh, Robert Woods, which is a big surprise. And, Close game. Uh, <laughs> and Varun was let down by uh, none other than Larry Fitzgerald, which is uh, interesting that we mentioned him too. Uh, Team Eifler continues his undefeated campaign as he wins 130.7. Nine to, uh, and Team Schwartz put up 94.5. Uh, all you need to know about Eifler is he's got Mahomes, Saquon Barkley, and Mike Evans. That right there is a, it's a good three. Uh, Schwartz, uh, you know, he's let down by Deion Lewis, which is very interesting. Uh, Evan Ingram, carried by McCaffrey and Garoppolo, which is uh, kind of painful that Garoppolo's gone now. So I guess he'll have to find another quarterback. Baker Mayfield. And the, uh, the last uh, matchup was Team Corn versus Team Donaldson. Chaz now 0-3, putting up 106.7. And uh, Team Corn putting up 139.1, you know, carried by Drew Brees, Team Corn was. And uh, Chaz only putting up 106 points, you know, let down by Dalvin Cook, which is an interesting start considering he was hurt. So, <laughs> so I guess you'll see what's going on there. Uh, that was not a real good move by Chaz, you know. Future matchups, uh, you know, me versus Michael Godek, uh, Eifler versus DeMott, uh, Delisi versus Corn. Varun versus you, Ian, and there's only one teacher-student matchup, and it's uh, happening in our broadcast class. It's uh, Schwartz versus Donaldson, you know. Uh, some would say it's the battle for last place. Yep. Uh, teachers going 3-0 this week in week three. Makes them up 5-2 in overall standings. Not looking good for the the, uh, the students, and hopefully Chaz can steal us one back and make it 5-3 after this week. But it uh, should be a very interesting week of fantasy football, and I uh, can't wait to get to it. Yeah, I'm super excited to see what happens this week. Please join us next week on Season Saviors. Go to dhspress.com to see all the Titans or news the Titans need to know. Thank you.